Welcome to BIV Today, the daily podcast from the newsroom of Business in Vancouver. I'm Kirk LaPointe, publisher and editor-in-chief. The extraordinary life of Michael O'Dane is complex, surprising, and inspiring. It possesses an epic narrative of twists and turns of the expression of strength and even vulnerability in places and a drive that would have deterred most anyone by his 85th year. He has at last unleashed a book that dwells much beneath our generally surface understanding of a builder overseeing the construction of 30,000 homes, a collector, an exhibitor, and supporter of fine art, and the extensive philanthropist. It peers into his poverty, into his grueling jobs, into his travels, into his mindset, and ultimately into his soul. The memoir, One Man in His Time, gets its official release on Friday. I'm pouring through it, and I'm delighted we can talk about it today. Good to see you, Michael. Well, thank, thank you, uh, Kirk. How, do, how does one decide in life that it is at last time to create a memoir? Well, I, um, I, it took me a long time, <laughs> but um, I, I, I was uh, used to get uh, quite a few questions about how a, uh, a left-wing social worker could become a uh, residential uh, developer. Uh, uh, and uh, I, I didn't, uh, I couldn't really explain it uh, too much myself because it, it just sort of seemed to happen. And, um, and so I, I thought I would uh, take the chance to, to look back. And, and uh, most of my time is really uh, future oriented. I'm planning a lot of projects in the, um, in the business area and also in the um, cultural area, particularly to do with the visual arts, but um, I thought it was time to uh, just uh, take a look back. And of course, when I did it, I, I realized that um, I, I found out a, a lot of things about myself that I, I didn't really know. Yeah, and, I want to explore those with you, uh, because that's that's what uh, memoirs are also supposed to do. They're, they're not just to explain things to the outside world, they're explain things to yourself. Um, what are some of those takeaways? Well, I guess I didn't realize that um, how unhappy I was, what a, a misfit I was as a as a, a child and a teenager, and really, and, and um, <laughs> I I, uh, I didn't really um, realize that, and and so, um, uh, but, but that was the case, and um, so I, I, I it took me quite a while to. Um, feel that I, I was somewhere where I could make a contribution and that actually happened in, in Vancouver in the, um, in the early 1960s at, uh, at uh, UBC and uh, I owe a lot to the University of British Columbia because um, that, that's where I, I became uh, uh, out of my shell and I, I became a, a, felt I was starting to achieve something and also of course to my, my wife at that time. I, uh, I, I also um, uh, owe a lot to to Tunia, who uh, I lived with for ten years. Yeah. When you discover this about yourself um, later in life, do you does it come with regret? What, what does it come with? Well, I, absolutely uh, no regret. Uh, uh, but uh, I, I've been very uh, lucky in my life. I've been very privileged to live in the marvelous uh, place that we do. I, I, uh, I love uh, British Columbia. Uh, I didn't grow up here as a, a young child, but I, I came to came here when I was uh, just before I, uh, before I was 10. 
and I, I, I love the love the place. Uh, I, I know the whole of the, the province from the, the top to the bottom and east to west, and and, uh, and I also actually have a great affinity for the um, uh, the city of uh, Vancouver because that's where I experienced a, a lot of um, a lot of happiness, and that's where, if there's any place I've been able to make a contribution, it's really been. Uh, in, in in Vancouver, probably rather than Victoria, where I actually uh, grew up in my teenage years. You know, we know you in in latter day, the latter day Michael O'Dane, um, all of us. But uh, you know, you talk in this book about a childhood that um, very clearly you would you your family had at one point this kind of significant advantage, significant wealth. And yet by the time you came along, it, there wasn't much left. No, and money was a, a big big issue in our uh, our family because uh, my parents, uh, my father and my stepmother were used to living in a much higher um, uh, income scale than what they they could afford in the, um, in the uh, 1940s and 50s and, and uh, so uh, they, they, they were always deeply in debt. And uh, that's what I, I remember. So, um, but uh, I was never, uh, I never felt uh, materially deprived as a child. And, and um, but I, I was just aware that um, money was a, um, uh, a big, uh, a big issue. <laughs> yeah. But, but how did it, how did it inform you though, about, about how you, thought about uh, the dynamic of wealth and power and influence uh, and all of that. I mean, you, you, those, are, those are hard lessons early on when you can see your family in some debt. Well, you, you, you write for um, the business in Vancouver. So, but uh, I can tell you, I, I did not have the slightest clue about business. Um, in the early uh, first half of my life, really, I, uh, I I had no aspirations in business. I, I didn't know how, how how to make money. I, I I didn't know how wealth was created. I I didn't know very much about economics either. And, and so, um, uh, but I I I guess I um, I tended to identify with the um, uh, you know people who were oppressed in one way or another, and uh, I wanted to. Um, you know, uh, be do some uh, achieve some things for uh, society and in, in, in the world, and and um, so that that was uh, that became my uh, interest. I, I didn't feel that I was part of any uh, elite when I was uh, young in any in any sense. Yeah, the cliche, of course, is that uh, the period of life when you are in the left of center is the idealism part. And the part of life when you reach the right side of the political spectrum is the realism part. Um, yeah. <laughs> how much of that early life, because it was a profound life, a very active life, uh, where you were, you know, very ardently left of center, very activist. How much of that have you been able to carry forward? Well, uh, that, that's for other people to to judge, really. <laughs> And and not 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 for me, but um, I, I I agree with you uh, about um, well Bertland Russell though said that uh, a true radical grows more radical as he ages. <laughs> I'm not sure that that's um, 
happened uh, to me. But um, you know, certainly, I, 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 business, as I mentioned earlier, was was something I, I didn't understand and know any business people. Or, or my parents hardly knew any business people, and and business was never talked about in our in our home. So um, it's a, that, that was very new to me to. Uh, to, uh, I started uh, actually to, to meet my first business people when I worked for the, um, the Dave Barrett government for the NDP in the early, um, early 1970s. And, uh, and the premier asked me to get, get a lot of housing built. And how was I to get housing built? Well, I had to go to see uh, my, my so-called former enemies, and, and uh, Jack Poole of, of Dayon and, and yeah. Elvin Nayrod and I had to tell them, I, how, how do we get a lot of housing built? And, and, uh, and uh, you know, so and, and I found that they weren't such uh, evil people uh, as I um, perhaps originally thought. And, and, uh, and I was able to uh, work together and, um, and, and to, we did create quite a bit of, um, of housing, which uh, at that time uh, made, a, made a lot of sense. Was that the was that the the inflection point for you around business? The, the, those I, I, th I think those so. I, I met. I, I started to meet people in in business, and, and uh, I started to get interested in um, business in, in, in some uh, some respects. But um, it took me. Um, uh, I think uh, Barrett was defeated in uh, late '75. It took me another five years before I actually. Uh, uh, you know, started up Polygon and, and got into business. I, I tried my hand at uh, different things. I got into um, agricultural investments uh, in the United States. I, um, I, I taught uh, at UBC on a part-time basis for a couple of years. I did research. I did a, a number of things in that um, period. But uh, finally, I, I had an invitation to... Uh, to, to partner with uh, someone and, and get into uh, business. But in getting into business, I, I, I did it, uh, you know, focusing really on building uh, co-op housing and uh, social housing. That was uh, my, my first focus. I, it took me a number of years before I ever built any, um, any market housing. I, I do want to ask you what your best and worst business deals were. Oh boy, that that would be uh, telling telling stories, and uh, <laughs> I, I I'm still active in business, so I I don't necessarily want to tell the stories. But the toughest uh, experience I had in, in business was with the leaky condo uh, uh, oh. crisis, as it was called, in in the uh, late 1990s, and that was a a huge shock to us. Those who uh, had been building in in, in, in well, mainland of British Columbia, and and how to you know how we dealt with that, and it was just a, a enormous uh, shock to to find that we'd uh, uh, built uh, buildings really in, improperly. We we hadn't uh, uh, built them uh, you know for with the energy code that had been established at that time. We we hadn't modified the construction for the climate here and that sort of thing. So we had to find our, our way through that. And eventually we did. And, uh, but it was a, that was a real uh, tough. Uh, yeah. I, I wanted to ask you more about that, which is, but the central question I want to know is how do you think it altered you 
as a as a business leader? Well, I think I, I think, uh, I, I think it, what it did was um, it, it was it was tough, and uh, I, I, I was I was very upset because uh, Dave Barrett was appointed uh, uh, commissioner of <laughs> to look into leaky condos, and and uh, Barrett had been a a friend of mine for, for many years before he uh, became premier, actually, uh, and uh, and but he uh, he and I disagreed on that. He wanted he, he felt it was his job to protect the province and the the building code, whereas many of us in the industry felt that the building code was uh, in, improper and uh, you know really contributed to the uh, the problem mm-hmm. and uh, and and how the code was interpreted by municipalities. So uh, that was that was a tough uh, period. Did you lose your friendship with him? Uh, not 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 entirely. No, I I, I, uh, I, I think he, he made a great uh, contribution to um, to British Columbia. Um, uh, and uh, and uh, you know, we, we a lot of the uh, things we we enjoy today in, in British Columbia can be attributed back to that. That first NDP uh, government, uh, and um, and uh, so I, 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 yeah, I, I respect him as his short reign. I think he was one of our real change makers in the province, just like WAC Bennett was. Yeah. Did you have? Um, I mean, I'm also fascinated, of course, with the other great facet of your, uh, or their publicness around. Um, your collection, your your support for fine art. I, I, I mean, it's it's quite a gift that you have, um, and it's quite a gift you provide. Um, what informed that? Was that it? Was that something well, out of was it something you adopted online? I, I wasn't creative. I, I was no good as a um, an artist. I, I I remember. I think it was grade five, getting. Um, four out of 10 from my maple leaf because it wasn't uh, realistic enough. And, <laughs> and so uh, I didn't it continue, that's not with you. I, uh, I didn't continue a career as an artist, but I couldn't help growing up in Victoria to being exposed to the uh, art of the uh, original people of our coast, the, uh, uh, the First Nations. And uh, we, we, when I grew up there, we, we didn't have a public art gallery. So, and there was no art in our home to speak of. So that's that's where I experienced art was with with, with the uh, art made by the, the people of the Northwest Coast, and, and so that that really got me interested in um, in the visual arts. And then uh, one thing left to another. When I had an opportunity later on to uh, visit the great museums of Europe and the Eastern United States, I learned a lot. I never. Um, I never studied art or art history. I never took a course in, in that, but just having the opportunity to wander around and uh, uh, and uh, museums and, and also actually to start meeting some uh, some artists and uh, that that was uh, that was great and, and uh, gradually got me uh, interested in um, in art and, and, and really helping artists because our artists. Uh, they, they need a lot of help, uh, particularly in British Columbia. Uh, there aren't that uh, as many um, uh, collectors uh, as uh, as perhaps in some other parts of the world, and 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 also um, artists need good space in, in which to communicate. You know, they, they need uh, they need galleries, they they need support, and uh, and 
I think I'm glad they're getting more of it these days. I, as I go around town, I, I see a lot more public art, and, and, mm -hmm. which enlivens the place, and, and that's absolutely marvelous. Do you have a favorite? I, I, I don't have a favorite uh, grandson, so um, or how can I have a favorite <laughs> artist or artwork? Okay. <laughs> no. um, I'm, I'm wondering whether the early part of your life and the social justice that it informed has translated now into the the giving back of the Michael O'Dane, the philanthropist part of it, and, and I, how I, the two were related. I, I suppose I suppose so, in in the sense that uh, you know we, we've done well uh, in the uh, in our business, and but uh, I, I have never had a interest in building up a dynasty, so. Um, you know, my, 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 whatever my children have, they are, they've already got, and, and uh, they're not involved in, in the business. And, and so um, I, 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 I feel that it's uh, my, my, uh, my privilege, uh, actually my duty to, um, to support uh, those, um, those uh, causes that uh, uh, I have some uh, knowledge about some, and some interest in. And so that's kind of what we do. And uh, mo mostly in the visual arts, but of course we're interested in, in wildlife in, in British Columbia, and and then we, we have our own uh, projects that we uh, we support uh, fairly uh, anonymously. There's a, there's actual literature around this that suggests that we uh, we decide what we want to do at about age eleven. <laughs> well, I. Um, what, Boy, when did you decide to do what you're doing? <laughs> I, I think at age 11, I wanted to be the Lone Ranger. Or, well, there you go. Oh, hold on there. <laughs> don't, don't, don't go very far on that one, because uh, in that book, you're you're a lone wolf, are you not? I, I've never thought of it that way. <laughs> I've, I've never been called a lone wolf. But uh, no, I um, I was very much into cowboys. <laughs> and, <laughs> And uh, Roy Rogers, anything to do with horses will turn me on. It. Yeah. But no, my, my life, uh, I, I, I think I've had, um, you might call it five careers. I've had about uh, at least eight full-time full uh, jobs. Uh, and uh, and they, they tend to be rather disconnected, you know. And so um, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what's um, ahead, ahead for me next. Uh, I don't have a a very good business plan for my life. <laughs> well, but you, you do describe yourself in the book as a loner at times. Yes, which, uh, which, I, I, I was, probably, didn't it? I was a loner as a child, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. So you have no five-year plan, you have no 10-year plan, but is there is there a role amid all of these careers, Michael, that you uh, you wish you could go back and do it again and do? No, not 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 at all. I, I um, I've been very thankful for um, for my life and the the opportunities that Lady Luck has uh, afforded me. And uh, and it's all it's always it has been uh, uh, luck often through meeting people that they've uh, offered me an opportunity to do this or that. And and that's uh, that's been marvelous. And the other thing I, I I had to learn when I went into business really was the importance of teamwork. The importance of uh, relationships and and uh, and that's uh, at uh, Polygon Homes. That's obviously what we've 
uh, achieved, and, and we just have a, a great team here and a team who, who have been together for a great long time. And uh, and then so uh, that that's uh, that's something I, I'm very thankful for. Two more questions, and it, one of them um, is to understand this being a memoir. What kind of daily discipline and dedication you had in order to pull it together? Were you were you writing pretty much, or editing pretty much, or working with someone pretty much every day or so? Not not at all. It, it, it took a uh, off and on for two or three years, and um, I think I, I withdrew the um, book from the publisher, the manuscript, at least once, <laughs> and, and I, I had. Um, you know, because I, I I open myself up quite a bit for the more yeah. you know, what I ever have done before in my life, and I, I think what I write, some of the things I write about are obviously a surprise to my family, and and um, so, mm. um, but uh, I I I I, and I I wasn't very disciplined in in writing it, and um, and uh, but I had a tremendous um, encouragement uh, from the. Uh, uh, from uh, the, our publisher and and uh, and and it uh, it, it uh, I, I hope it uh, came together. I, I, I'm I'm working on something else now to do with art, which I, I feel uh, a little bit more uh, confident about than uh, writing about my own uh, my own tales. Uh, so, you then did set a bit of a personal boundary for yourself on what it is you you wanted to discuss and what you felt maybe you ought not to discuss. I mean, most memoirists do that, but yes. did you? You know, one, one thing about memoirs, you, you have to recognize they're, they're one-sided. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I didn't have the, the book uh, vetted by people that I, um, I wrote about. I, I didn't uh, show the manuscript to uh, my family. So it's all, it's obviously uh, one-sided and, uh, I think it was uh, perhaps um, uh, Jean Le Carré, who, who uh, besides all his uh, wonderful uh, spy novels, uh, wrote, wrote a memoir. And I think in the introduction to it, uh, I, I seem to recall that he, he, he said, uh, memoirs are, are full of lies because no one tells the truth, the whole truth, and, and nothing but the truth. So uh, uh, I'll leave it at that. Well, okay, but as a, as a writer, I'm going to ask you then, a fellow. I'm going to ask a fellow writer a question then, because because there's not a second that I'm done when I press the send button now, where I don't go. Oh, I should have put that in. Yeah. So, so Mr. O'Dane, I, I I put you on the spot. Did is there something you left out that you now want to put as an addendum here, a little epilogue piece? Well, well, I I I, I think uh, a little bit about some. As I say, I mentioned tale stories because uh, that's what really what they are anecdotes you, you might call them and and there are one or two that uh, strangely enough I, I just thought about and, and I'd, I hadn't really uh, thought of before and I, I said, yeah, did I actually do that? Uh, so much of my life I, 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 I feel I've been really uh, living in a dream you know I, I so what am I doing here? I'm in the wrong place and uh, I remember when I was invited to join the board at the Vancouver Art Gallery. For the whole year, I, I, I was afraid to say anything because uh, what, what's a home builder doing uh, on a board of, uh, of a public art gallery? And, and uh, I, I thought I was uh, just entirely in the wrong place. And I often 
many times in my life I felt uh, uh, being the outsider. And, and um, but uh, I guess that's, um, well, you know, it, it's fine. And, and uh, I, I've kind of been kind of used to that. And um, I, 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 I'm very I'm charmed that you, you call me a writer because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not really a, a writer. I, I'm just a, a, a home builder who's um, uh, penned a few, a few stories about his, um, his well, early days, mostly his early days. <laughs> Well, I mean, 300 plus pages, 300 pages of, of early story days. Um, well, I mean, it's interesting. I'm, the most surprising thing I've gotten from this interview is that is that you 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 somehow harbor this uh, I don't know this imposter syndrome or something like that. In what sense? <laughs> well, that you, you're surprised that you're where you are. You're surprised yeah. that some somebody asked you to do this. You're astounded you get asked to build houses you're astounded that you get on an art or you know like there i mean you've had this string of things that have happened that have been great in your life uh, are you are you able to accept that maybe maybe this is a feeling that doesn't belong with you well i i uh, it's, it's strange even as a home builder i, I sometimes say what, what am i doing you know, I, I never studied business. I, 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 I was hopeless with a, um, a hammer and nails as a kid, and and um, and, and yet, yet I've. Uh, they tell me I've uh, built uh, together with all our colleagues, of course, uh, over thirty thousand homes in Greater Vancouver. And, uh, but that's a um, that's a surprise, and um, I, I. But a lot of a lot of people know a lot more about home building than. But I do. I can. I can tell you that. And and um, the same thing with, with art. Uh, you know, I, I I feel I'm often just a, a dilettante, dilettante, just just uh, messing around a little bit for, with art. But um, anyway, it's it's something that um, I yeah. enjoyed, and it's made my life a, a lot fuller. And uh, I've been very fortunate, and, and I hope that uh, more and more people come to. Um, appreciate the marvelous artists we have uh, living and working in, in British Columbia because uh, we, we really have some of the uh, uh, most important uh, artists, uh, contemporary artists uh, today and, and we have this incredible uh, um, uh, uh, group of um, artists who for thousands of years have been making very sophisticated art and, and, and on this coast that's our, our heritage. Yeah. Um, I could ask you about reconciliation and our indigenous, uh, the indigenous population of British Columbia and how that has intersected with, uh, with what it is that you've, uh, you've supported and all of that. Um, then let me pop one question in, in there. Do you, what are your aspirations for that reconciliation in our, in our country? Well, uh, like like a lot of people, um, I, you know, I, I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm I, I'm somewhat. Um, uh, I, I I have a lot of questions. I I I, um, I you know, my, my family's lived here for. I'm fifth generation. My my great granddaughter is eighth generation. But you know, we we, we live here in on land that uh, as uh, was never. Um, accorded to us by uh, proper treaty and and uh, yet um, by people who have uh, lived on this coast for um, 
whatever, 15,000 years. So, and and uh, I was fortunate when I when I grew up in Victoria because um, even though I went to uh, private schools, uh, I was able to um, to meet uh, uh, whole different gr- groups of people who, who weren't going to um, uh, pr- private schools. And, and uh, I, through my um, experience in uh, amateur boxing, uh, I was a member of the Victoria City Police Boxing Club for a while as a teenager. And that's where I, I, I met and made friends with uh, some uh, First Nations people. And, uh, and of course, I, I had the interest in, in the arts. So I, I, I find a lot of uh, affinity myself. I'm drawn, actually, towards uh, particularly the, the art of, uh, of the original people of the coast. And, and I think uh, we have a, a lot to, to learn from them. That's really what I think. There's a, yeah. a lot of a lot of uh, they can teach us a lot about uh, their view of the world, their their relationship, particularly with the the, the, the creatures that inhabit the, um, the, the the land and the sea and the sky that we, we, we live in today. And, and uh, yeah, I, I, I have a lot of affinity to to uh, to that. And um, I, I also believe that, um, you know, uh, gradually uh, the the there will be a, a there will be a reconciliation there will be it's a matter of respect and, and uh, certainly um, I see more and more in our in our uh, in our province respect for the, the yeah. people of the coast and recognition that um, they, they, how, how poorly that often they they've been treated by us, us uh, settlers yeah so you're optimistic it'll get done I definitely am yes. Yeah, yeah. I have I have great friends in in the, who are, you know who, who um, in in the in the those communities and and uh, and uh, you know as I say uh, uh, we we need to learn so much from each other. Yeah, I could ask you a hundred more questions, but I know uh, we uh, we want to be finite on our time. But um, it's a real privilege to talk to you. Um, uh, Long after we're done, by the way, I'm going to be still shaking my head that you don't understand how you managed to do so well. But whatever, <laughs> that's, that's for me to worry about. So, uh, Michael Ladane, thank you so much for your time today. Good luck with the book. Um, you know, it's uh, yeah, I'm I'm sure I'm sure your finances are are going to be made or broken on the basis of how well it sells. So there uh, you go. <laughs> thank you, Kirk. Very much. <laughs> Good seeing you, Michael Ladane, and I'm Kirk LePoint, publisher and editor in chief of Business in Vancouver. Thanks a lot for watching. 